if you're the kind of person that has a personal dream garage that constantly changes, <laughs> this is the podcast for you. And in that same vein, if you're the kind of person who has finally found your dream car again, <laughs> this is the podcast for you. Oh God, yeah. That happened to me yesterday. Tell me about it. I, I, I took Charlie to Richmond's motor dealership. No, I meant tell me about it. No, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing that bit out. And we were walking around and looking at the cars and he's making his, his Instagram reels that are great. And I turned a corner and I was struck speechless just by the side profile of this Alpha. Um, oh, it was a 1960s Alpha. Oh. Two door, but a sedan sort of shape. The side profile, the thing was brown. <laughs> For Perfect. crying out loud. And I was just, Charlie, look! And he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool, Dad. Um, and then he went back to just doing sweeping panning shots on this Nismo GTR. Whatever. Was it the speckled brown? You know, that Metallica it is going was. to yeah. It was. There wasn't enough sunlight on it. Yeah. And just looking inside. I mean, those cars, all well, they're pristine, but just the shifter and the, the, the spaghetti strap steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. The front was... Oh, okay. Not not again. I was suddenly I was out of love, but no, back in love again. Designed by Bertone, you know. Yeah, of course. The the people who did the Mura, far out. Oh. My dr- it was my dream car, and really, given the chance, sir, it's all yours. Oh, yes, please. I'm never going to be sad again. Yeah, yeah. That, and you can imagine on a beautiful Sunday, the sun's out. Go for a nice spin through the hills. Oh. Eat a big lunch. You yeah. feel full. Waddle back to the car. Potter back in your own time, the alpha purring, and you'd really have to soak it up because you never knew when the next time it would work. It would teaches be. you to live in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what the Italians do so well. Live in the moment. The passion. Oh, wow. Oh, God, I wish I was driving it right now. I'm Sam. And I'm Nick. <laughs> and this is just going for a drive. That's, I mean, we just described, that would be my ideal day. Go for a drive, big lunch, drive home. I did it yesterday. I was going to say, and when was the last time you did that? Was it (laughs) more than 24 hours ago or less than 24 hours ago? (laughs) I I do as well. Um, We're recording this on a Sunday morning-ish, but we're also a bit like we've got to get this out of the way because the the sun's coming out. What are we doing in today's episode? We are talking about, we normally do cars, driving, and then a spotlight car, but I think our conversation this week is around three actual cars. The Subaru Sherpa, yep. the Kia EV6 GT. Interesting. And another Subaru. It's Subaru week. Hey, The WRX. Yeah, the perfect X. That's, uh... I'd like to give a bit of a shout out before we kick in, if we've lost you already. Uh, Dan and Steph are great. This is uh, Charlie's aunt and uncle who we visited in Melbourne. You probably heard about them in the bonus ep. That's uh, that's been up for too long now, but they enjoy the podcast. They have no idea what we're talking about when we say a car. So yeah. I reckon if you're the kind of person who knows what we're talking about when we just instantly say Subaru Sherpa, <laughs> this is the podcast for you. But if it's not, describe the yeah. Subaru. Fear not, exactly. That's what exactly what I was going to say. We're gonna we're gonna describe them. We're gonna be more descriptive because I feel like we haven't described things enough in the past, and also. As you mentioned, Steph, I'd like to give a shout out to my Steph. Ah. Hi, Steph, hey. who is sending me messages now with photos of cars. And I love that. Please keep doing that. Steph's not a car person, 
but she has started noticing cars because of this podcast, because we talk about it. And I get these photos, and I, I love every single one of them. Please keep doing it. Hello, Steph. Hi, Steph. And I'd, I'd also like to add that Nick has forwarded me these photos just to kind of share your enthusiasm, and I'm sharing it as well. I haven't forwarded all the photos. <laughs> oh, well, could I? No, Nick is shaking his head. But the, the one that he did forward was, was a brown Commodore. Ah, yeah. Brown Commodore. I, brown I told Commodore. Steph it was a Chimera. I clearly had blocked Chimeras out <laughs> I, of my mind. I thought you were kidding when you said that. I was no, like, no, that's I clearly said, a, I said a Chimera. I might even... Oh, I can't speak Commodore. I, I don't speak Commodore model name, but I'm going to go with VT. Sure. I don't know much about the, uh, the old... Describe the old speech. Sherpa for us all. Sherpa. Back into the Sherpa. Now, a Sherpa is a two-door car, and I guess how you'd best describe it is try and find a four-year-old and ask them to draw a car. That's how it looks. It's but it needs a hatchback? It's a hatchback. Yeah. Find a four-year-old and tell them to draw a hatchback. It's a square-nosed car. It's square everywhere, actually. Square bonnet. And it's, I, I'm pretty sure that the bonnet, when you lift it up, it um, it's an old enough car that it didn't have the supporting struts. It was just a sheet of metal, so it was really flimsy. Um, <laughs> and, and the hinges were strong enough to hold it up. Somehow. And it was... a. It's a two-cylinder car. It's it's really small, but behind the front two seats is just an a void. So there's there's no there's no rear seats. It's kind of like a I believe it's classified as a van. Like you register it as a van, but there's oh. this could fit into a van because it had, <laughs> it's not it's not a large car. This is my Sherpa van. Oh, is the van version of the Sherpa? No, no. this is the van in which I. No, it's, carry my Sherpa. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drives right in. But it's a, it's a fun little thing. A mate of mine had one when we were in high school or coming towards the end of high school, and it was always a lot of fun. This little thing, and he he told me when he got it's it, sort of, it's a step up from a go kart, isn't it? Yeah, which is what you want when you're a kid. You don't want to exactly. It's a road legal go kart, and it's a good way to learn to drive, I guess, because it is a very very basic car. I'm pretty sure it didn't even have a cassette player. Yeah, I say cassette. Ugh. When we were at Richmond not, yesterday, not anyway. just as a, on the cassettes, the one of the, the the car they had at the front was this big, long bonnet Ferrari V12 front engine, just grand touring, black cruisers, glorious. Had the the um, uh, you know, the gated, the gate, uh, yes, the gated, bloody manual steering and everything. Had it's quite a storied history behind it. And I was just drooling in the window and my eyes fell upon the Alpine head unit with a cassette player. <laughs> you cannot escape the no, cassette. No, I heard cassettes are making a comeback. No. It can't be right, can it? They're so uh, stupid. Yeah, they never Yeah, they never lasted very long. I, I used to listen all the time to cassettes when I went to bed as a child. I yeah. listened to them and it's just probably not appropriate anymore, but I used to listen to Bill Cosby cassettes. Oh. <laughs> and I'd listen so much. It was that, a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. It was, this was before uh, all the other stuff I'm came more out. innocent and too proven guilty, which has has, has happened. Time. Yeah. This is a time when I'm 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 sort of guessing six or seven years old. Sure. I'm just listening That's to fun. I loved comedy. Even back then I loved comedy. And I'd put the Bill Cosby cassette in, I'd press play, and I'd never hear the end of it because I would Aww. always fall asleep. But it wasn't so long until after you, you put the cassette in and it's like, oh, Bill Cosby always talks slow, but now he's really slow because this tape would stretch. Oh, oh no. Remember stretch? that? Yeah, yeah, the stretch tape, oh. yeah. 
Yeah, I've made you a stretch tape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wrap um, it around here. So we're back in the Sherpa and onto uh, <laughs> more PC roads. But yeah, it was, it was a great little car. I remember my mate telling me when he got it, like, oh, this thing uses more oil than more oil than petrol. And like, ha, 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 ha. But that wasn't a joke. It it really did. It used more oil than petrol. Christ. And um, yeah, it wasn't a, well, a super great engine, but it was a... It was a super small engine, and I'm I'm not joking that you could pick it up and put it onto a bench to work on it. Two people could. Like, well, you don't need don't need a block and tackle. No machines necessary. You could pick it out with your hands. Probably didn't even really need to unscrew it. It was so flimsy. <laughs> Just pick it out, put it on the bench. Just give it a good pull. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two cylinders. It was super small, but also because it was nothing else in the car, like just the flimsy seats and everything was flimsy. It was the the Subaru flimsy. It was fine, and it, it would get up steep hills and stuff. Not always easily. I remember there was a time when uh, we were driving in it, and we this is this is in a town called Williamstown, and it's in the Barossa, and there's there's a few relatively steep hills around Williamstown. It kind of sits in a little valley, and we'd got to the top of a little hill, and the indicator for the the engine temperature was was going off the charts. What's going on here? This is basically a new car. It's from the eighties. <laughs> how, how dare they? Let's roll it back to the dealership. <laughs> See what they say. So we just punched out two holes in the floor and walked it back. <laughs> Picked it up like a wine barrel around <laughs> you. <laughs> the straps over it. <laughs> oh, what a great car! Anyway, we we opened the. Uh, we, we... I like how you've gone. What a great car! Talking about being stranded in the middle of the. Well, it's like I like I always say, it's not necessarily about the quality of the car, it's about the memories that come with it. So I opened up the, the flimsy bonnet. We, we put the flimsy little stick. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't think there was even a stick. You know the stick that holds up the bonnet? We, yes. I think we, there, because there was two of us, one of us just had to hold it. <laughs> uh, the first things to go is the hinges. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, if you have uh, trouble with your engine overheating, do not open the coolant because you know that's going to be there's going to be pressure behind it. That's a dangerous thing to do. That's essentially a shotgun of steam in your face. Exactly. So we open the coolant. <laughs> and um, it's it's boiling. And you know what? Yeah, that's Incredible. right. Incredible. <laughs> in coolant is not like water. It, it boils way, way above 100 degrees because it's supposed to... It's made for those conditions. It's supposed to not boil in hot conditions. So if your coolant is boiling, the engine is too hot, my friend. So, um, yeah, we just parts, waited. Parts of the metal in the engine may also be boiling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we basically, we just um, we just waited in the car and waited for it to cool down. Thanks to air temperature. Happy and, days. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think actually what we did, we found a little stick on the side of the road and used that to prop up the bonnet so it would cool down a little faster. Oh, right. And um, yeah, we just sat in the Sherpa. Like those cooling vents you see on Ferraris and stuff. You've got to get air to the engine. It's like that. It's pretty much like <laughs> that. The same like principle that. of thermodynamics. Yeah. Hey, speaking of oil, when I'll, I'll, I'll slip in a Skyline story. Please do. When I bought it, went for the first test drive, the person I bought it off, we one of the things we, we drove to my mechanic so that my mechanic could go, yep, thumbs up. But before that, we stopped in at Super Cheap Auto so that he could get a five-liter bottle of oil because, and his words, oh, it just goes through lots of oil. That's what you'll be doing. And I was like, oh, 
okay, I'd never owned something sort of like this before. And I was like, okay, I guess this is part of it. Mm. Yeah, I go through at least a couple of litres of oil like pretty regularly. So you get, okay, get yeah. good at replacing the oil in the engine. Like, no problem, but make sure. Okay, no problem. And I never, ever, ever had that problem after I bought it because I am 40 and the guy I bought it off was 19. Yeah. <laughs> that explains the use of oil. Oh, and I asked the mechanic later, I said, does it go through oil? Not especially. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, unless you are revving the nuts off it at all times. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. So you've got some, some nuts tightened there. So what were we talking about? Old old Sherpa. Oh, old Sherpa. another time. <laughs> Sherpa stories. Sherpa stories. Um, one time we went to a rally and this is a... Um, this was a world championship rally, the Australian leg of the world championship rally. And it was taking part in, I can't remember which forest, whether it was Kaipo or Mount Crawford, but it, we're in a forest. And so there's no car parks around, so you just park in between the trees. And we'd parked in between some trees, went and watched the rally. We're all excited. We're young, we're young dudes watching Uh-oh. cars driving fast through the forest. We're, great. This is inspirational for us. What you needed was... You know, just before you see a movie like a Fast and the Furious or a Gone in 60 Seconds, they quite often flash up a card going, don't do this at home. We're serious. Don't Uh, do it at home. No. Nick, Nick. Yeah. Don't do it at home. Okay. What about in a forest? (laughs) So we're in this forest. (laughs) We walk back to the car and we get in the car and... Ding! uh, Light bulb comes on. Not in the car, above your heads. Above our heads. My mate, right, we'll just, uh, maybe we should do some of our, our own rally driving. We'll go to another forest. We don't even get a chance. We're reversing out, and because we've just parked in between trees, swing out the car, and we're in, this is in the Sherpa, remember, and it smashes into a tree. Ugh. Right? Front, left, it smashes right into up a behind tree. behind me. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. These pines grow fast. And... Front left smashes into a tree, and like this is a Subaru Sherpa, and we've hit it from a standing start, so we're not going fast. However, <laughs> there is quite an indentation of a pine tree. You can even see the bark, <laughs> like the bark shapes in the. You know how pine trees, when they get a bit bigger, the bark kind of like breaks up, so they look like little icebergs. I'm thinking of when you accidentally sort of sit on the remote a bit and the buttons are pressed into your leg. Yeah. Is it yeah. like that it's, on the ship? It's like that. Yeah. It's exactly like that. <laughs> the perfect relief pattern. <laughs> it's exactly like that. So that's that's happened to the Sherpa. And because it's a, it's a car that I know cost $350, we just we just pulled the panel out with our bare hands because it's clearly flimsy. Yeah. Felt a little more flimsy after pulling it back out, but the shape was basically right. I mean, you're not paying for that to be fixed. So no, whatever. and that's it's all looks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we pull that out, and we're back on the road, and uh, yeah, we we have a we have a great time. We we drove to drove to a little we drove to another little forest, and we sort of drove around this little Sherpa, and it's like it's a front wheel drive, and it weighs nothing, so it's a fun little thing, and it's nice to be in the forest where there's no other cars and no people, and apart from kangaroos, you got to watch out for kangaroos because <laughs> when they come out, whoa. It'd be like, oh, God. Could you imagine? The, sh- the Sherpa would fold around it faster the than... The kangaroo would be fine. The kangaroo would be absolutely fine. There would be no, let's see if it's okay. No, the kangaroo no. would pick up the remnants of the Sherpa that had been made into like a swan yeah. or a gami yeah. and just pop it in its front pouch and bounce off. The kangaroo would hop away but bounce back with friends to check that you guys were okay. 
Yeah, and also point and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these idiots. Kangaroos don't laugh often, but when they do, it, it cuts. Ah, but you know what? All this talk of old um, sort of high school cars reminds me of another great high school car. The Hyundai XL. Oh. You, now, you the mentioned XL? this to me the other day. Yeah. And I've always thought of the XL with merriment. Like, what a ridiculous item that stupid is. little car. Ever since it came out. It's stupid. It's dumb. I don't like it. But <laughs> However, as soon as you went high school car and all of your bros in high school had one, the, literally that day I saw one at the gym and suddenly I was all turned around. Like, actually. <laughs> now it's of, a classic. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of shape to it and kind of if yeah. you keep it like yeah like any of those oh wow what a beautiful old car no it's just not dead it looks no, it looks nice because yeah <laughs> yeah not I think, rusty. um and that was the xl was really I, I wonder what the car of today is like what's the go-to for today's kids we'll ask charlie sometime i'm pretty yeah. sure he said kids don't like cars these days whatever his, his approach the cars that he names as being like oh that's a cool car to get now uh WRX, just like we're going to have, and the Honda Civic. It's never gone away. It never yeah. will. And not the Honda Civics that are out sort of now that are actually new cars. No, the same ones that you and I would have Liked. wanted when we yeah. were teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Style, style doesn't go out of the fashion. You heard it here Is first, that right? folks. Let's say, let's say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Hyundai XL, that was really the car of the high school era because it was relatively cheap. Like you could buy one new I can't remember what the price was, but it was not much. It was so affordable. Yeah, yeah. it was affordable. It was affordable if you're like from a wealthy white area. <laughs> well, yeah. And we're in the Barossa. So there imagine that. Yeah. Everyone's driving Hyundai XLs. So, the, I mean, the Hyundai XL was so ubiquitous to high We should school. describe an XL. It's a, it's a Please, little yeah. two-door... It's two door, isn't it? It's, it's a little... kind of like a. It's it's if the Sherpa had been working out for a few months. It's like that, but a bit bigger. Yeah, it's a hatch. It's a hatchback. It's small. Came it, with a cassette player. It came with a cassette player. Yeah, it started out as a boxy kind of eighties style corners everywhere, but a yeah. sloped back. A sort it was of one of hatch. the first forays into the Australian market by a Korean manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of like Daewoo, and we Australians mostly went, no. No, thanks. <laughs> but the Hyundai Excel, it, it held on. And that yeah, the, and the one that I saw, had a, it did. It had a, uh, just little curves And everywhere. they often had a little spoiler on the boot lip. Do you remember that? Like a yeah. little because the boot lip wasn't big. It was a little. It was basically a hatchback, but it had a little boot lip sticking out underneath the rear windshield, and a lot of kids would chuck on a little spoiler to go. Oh, look! This will really keep the back planted when you when you've got your foot to the floor with one point eight liters of power. But it was a yeah. It was a it was a fun little car, and you and could was, put a loud exhaust on it. Yes, and, and it sound loud. Yes, of course. And you had the the boot, which was. Just the right size mm. for all your subwoofer needs. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's the, the, the throb of the subwoofer and the, the high notes of the Hyundai rattling yeah. <laughs> yeah. rattling around it. Just bits falling off. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, what a, high school a new car. car. A new car. Kids driving around in new cars. And, yeah, like I was saying earlier, there were so many kids with Hyundai XLs. You could always tell if there was a high school kids party going on. Because it was less of a car park out the front and more of a spreadsheet. Now, you said this before. What do you mean a spreadsheet? Because yeah, of the colours? It's called an Excel. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm cutting the bit out where I didn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so it was an Excel spreadsheet of cars, and yeah, they were just everywhere. And yeah, I remember, I remember being at a like a sort of a house party in the Barossa, probably in Uriapur, if anywhere. Mm. And I rolled up, not in not in a Hyundai Excel, in your Camira. No, nah, I reckon it was probably would have been Mum and Dad's Corolla at that point. Oh, okay. Still though, still though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Corolla back then. Oh, tell you what, got some pose to like, it. Fucking look out. Mm. Yeah, forget your Hyundai XLs. I got, I've got Japanese. I got a proper car. Nick's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You can't hear him coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Sounds like a normal car. Yeah, just Hyundai XLs everywhere, and all were like different colors. Like they had the, the, the sort of it looked like a bunch of M and M's. I've got too many analogies going on. It, now. it sounds it's like a um, car and more of a real something else. You know? Yeah, like a little cheap. Ratley car, but but from new. Here you yeah. go. First car. Actually, yeah, actually, that would be there. There is a gap in the market, and there is, there is cars made now that are ready to fill it, but we don't import them into Australia because they're too small, and Australians don't like small cars. Yeah, there's the Toyota Argo, the Citroen Citroen C1, and the Peugeot C4. It might be called. Not plastic. Not plastic. But, yeah, those, those three cars were made in conjunction with each other. Toyota, Peugeot, and Citroën all got together and like, right, we're going to make a super cheap, super small car. And they did it. And you can buy one brand new in Europe for like 6,000 euros. Jesus. Yeah. And here, nah, we're not no interested. Too small. And yet we've got Subaru Sherpas. And yet, <laughs> and yet you could still probably, probably get one. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah, if yeah. you were a first car... Buy it. I'm sure I'll be in the market for a first car in the next couple of years. We'll yeah. keep you updated on the pod about how that's going. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Wow. But I sort of... I mean, if Charlie doesn't get a Toyota Corolla... Yeah, something, <laughs> some, gone something has gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something has gone desperately wrong. Or a Honda Civic. Oh, okay. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll get Charlie on a future, future episode and get him to talk through a few of his... Realistic dream first cars. Yeah, yeah. When we were at Richmond's yesterday, we turned another corner, and there is the Jaguar XJS V12 model. <sighs> you know the one that happens when you go on car sales and you set one condition, and that's 12 cylinders, and then you <laughs> sort by price, lowest first? Always Jaguar at the top. Yeah. And for and I said, oh, those Jags, that, that one in Richmond's was, of course, in great condition. Pristine. And pristine and expensive. How much were they asking for that out of interest? Oh, I cannot remember. Okay. I cannot remember. And I won't be looking it up either. I'm not interested <laughs> for myself, but I am I am interested in what they would charge for it. For a yeah, for this a is twelve so cylinder. So for Jan, for for Jan and Steph, for Dan and Steph, this is a long Jaguar. It's like a long bonnet, a sort of long back touring sort of car it's very sort of comfortable and the it's got 12 cylinders in it which is probably eight more than it actually needs to absolutely so it's kind of like the mercedes gt but with a boot that kind it's of, of like it's a, very a um, bit of a penis extension car but yeah with it with a, but a little bit well. brown but the, the joke of it is <laughs> well is it's that it's a, a different, different a ja- it was a jag made in the um but the the joke of it is is that it's a a british made 12 cylinder car hideously complicated if you look at the engine itself, it's a swathe of cables and tubes, and it's oh, no. a fucking nightmare. Yeah, if anything and, breaks on it, the car is now garbage. Just garbage. Okay. Wherever it's sitting, it's oh. now going to start polluting that, that that square of that parking spot. Oh, and we've got rubber tubes and poorly insulated wires 
close to hot moving parts of an engine, you're in trouble. All made by people who were striking regularly for better conditions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was this this is a car made in the Thatcher era. Their minds were not on the quality of this thing. Yeah. They were on food. The on minds. The yeah. Yeah, Literally the mines. It's either this or yeah. yeah, coal. Yeah, and coal is looking pretty. Actually, is that coal in there? That yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a steam-driven. Partly, yeah. It was. A, it was an early hybrid. <laughs> yeah. Petrol and steam. Oh, I saw an interesting segue here. I saw an interesting advert the other day. It was for a, some sort of Mitsubishi, but the tagline was, "It's all hybrid." Well, it's it's all yes, hybrid. <laughs> It's all electric and all... No, you can't say all hybrid. It's just hybrid. I thought the, the Taycan Turbo was a, a shiftily named sort of thing. Yeah. The joke being here, the Taycan is an all-electric car. The Turbo is the name of a piece of machinery that goes on only petrol cars or diesel. Correct. But that's a, that's a historical Porsche name. Porsche always called the, the top-spec model... Is always called turbo, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, despite the fact that every car has a turbo, every petrol Porsche has a turbo, but they still call the top spec turbo. The turbo, that's, that's the top. So you know, is that true? They yeah, all that's have true. Turbo. No, yeah. they don't. I thought they're all naturally aspirated. No, 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 no. The new cars, new Porsche. Yeah, they are all turbos, and they still refer to the top spec as the turbo. Huh? Yeah. Oh, good. Good for you, Porsche. Good. Yeah, you do yeah. what you want. Yeah, the standard Cayman. The standard McCann, all turbos, and then you get bigger turbos and twin turbos as you move up the price, up the price range. Price range. Yeah. Speaking of which, so I showed Charlie this V12 Jag. Oh, V12, look at it. Amazing. And I said, this is the ones that are the cheapest V12s on car sales. And he, of course, goes, oh, yeah, how, how much? And I'm like, <laughs> no, keep your eyes to the floor, son. <laughs> That ain't a first car. Hey, I've got a, fir- a sad first car story for you. This is a, a friend of mine who started listening to the podcast, an old friend, Molly. Oh, yeah. And she had a deal with her folks that when she, uh, it was like, if she did something in school, like got all A's or something for year 12, like did something for year 12, then they would help her buy this car. And so she went out and found a local, uh, it was just a classic, like a local old couple who had a 1960 something ford cortina oh yeah and it was a sort of a classic sort of 60s kind of car it was like a sedan and it was sky blue and it had the three on the tree kind of manual driving oh, yeah, bench shift, seats, right. the column shift and she didn't have a license yet so i was the only one who had actually gotten to drive it apart from her parents with any sort of regularity like we'd sort of hang out and i'd had my p-plates yeah yeah and so i could put the p-plates up and drive it around but because it was a 1960s car the it had no security at all like the key was a little a triangle of steel that we just put into the door and turn same thing with the ignition yeah done. basically a so you, yeah so you need one of those steering wheel locks like the yeah that sort of thing and yeah, one sad day, someone forgot to put the steering wheel lock on it, not me, and it yeah, it got pinched. Oh no. But the good news is, is that it was such a distinctive car that when it turned up at the local service station, some, you know, hour or two later, the two young lads who stole it drew attention to themselves by A, driving in this kind of this vintage car and being like 17 themselves, and B, not knowing where the fuel camp was uh, of course which yeah, was, yeah. and it was do you want to guess where it was i know where it was 
It was behind the license plate. Yeah. Yeah. They were running hands all over it, looking under wheel arches and stuff. And the it, you can picture it. So the owner of the service station is there, hands on hips, squinting through the window, and eventually decides, no, I'm going to call this one in and lifts the phone. And as he does, they see him with the handset in his hand and they jump in the car and they drive off. And the cops are in hot pursuit. Yeah. And they chase them, sort of they chase them all the way down to a shopping center. And then these guys tried to kind of jump a, like a barrier that was too high for a 1962 thin-wheeled Ford Cortina yeah. and just ripped out the sump. That's the bottom of the engine. Oh, just, no. Uh, yeah, the whole yeah. thing was done. Okay. And, yep, she never got that's, to drive it. That's such a shame. Yeah, that was done. That was going to be a cool first car. And, yeah. yeah, and the parents were helping out and you tried hard in school and all that sort of... I can't remember what the deal was, but, yeah, she'd earned the car. Now she goes, ripped from under her. Should have got an XL. Should have got an XL. It would have been no safe. No one's touching an XL. No. You'd, the XL doesn't come with locks. It's never come up. <laughs> Yeah, weirdly, this has never come up. No one gets in an XL who's not supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All yeah, right. With our first car conversation, though, those little cars, the the gap in the market could be very easily filled by a little electric car. Yeah, if you could make an electric car... Restricted speed, of course. That's affordable. Yes. Then, you, then yes. you're talking. Because yeah. electric cars, even the base models are expensive. Yeah. Um, but if you... Yeah. Car manufacturers out there, there's the challenge. They know what the challenge is, and I'm sure they're working towards it. But yeah, if you can make an, a, a small, cheap electric car, uh, sell like warmed through cakes. With a focus on, say, like a, like those K cars in Japan, just little ones, a focus on kind of like fun and transportability and not speed. None yeah, of that sort of absolutely. stuff. It needs, to, it needs to look cool as well. Yeah. So, so people are like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a cool little thing. Something yeah. like the... Uh, like the Ionic Five, that that kind of you know that that little lots of the angles. Hyundai with the lots of angles and it looks all eighties and cyber and yeah. stuff. It just wow. Speaking of cassettes, it looks like a cassette player. Yeah. yeah, like the one you really wanted, where it had like panels on the side with like a like a squiggle of yeah, paint a squiggle, on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the paint squiggle. That was a very eighties thing. Wasn't and it? what's that? Oh, what's that stuff where it's like? They put it on as shading in cartoon panels. And it's just that dots, like like a, a lattice of dots. And yeah, it gives... I know what you mean. Like they have on um, commercials on buses these days, where yeah. it's dots, where you can see see what the advert is. But when you're on the inside, it's just dots. Yeah, that, that kind of that like yeah. a little dotty pattern on it and stuff. Make an '80s car; it'll sell like hotcakes. But make it for only a for, like for five thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow. And can we get? Can we get one that says Sam on the license plate? <laughs> one that says Nick, because we clearly want these cars. Not not too fast, but but very very cool. Yeah, very very cool. That's what. And they'd be all electric. You could track where your kid was going. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably you connect it to an app or something. You could probably look like, what they're doing. You, probably... I'm going to dial up and see what's going. Oh my god! Okay, the date is going well. <laughs> Camera off. Yeah. Oh dear! Clearly you could safe. probably stop the car as well with the app, like or just stop the engine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Turn yes. around. The See, vacuuming has not been done. Yeah, <laughs> you are now on autopilot. Oh god, that's a when sad. you present a clean dish into the glove compartment for inspection, the car will once again be operable. That's a that's a scary future, and I wouldn't rule that out at all. This is like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I feel like that technology has been trialed, trialed. Can you say the word trialed? Trialed. That's that's how they're going to say trialed in the future. Child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the states, I think with I think Mercedes are doing it where they. 
making cars that will drive themselves back to the the <sighs> store if you don't finish your payments. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like you you'll get this car from the dealership, you'll pay whatever, ten thousand American dollars, and then you need to keep up your payments and if you don't, the car will drive itself back to the dealership. It's a, yeah, and it's a, fuck your garage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you leave your garage door open at all times. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, they couldn't do it now because the technology is not trustworthy enough. But that's no, it's not there yet. But that's where R and D is going towards. Yeah, making it so that you can't own things. Just yeah. you just you're just giving money for a service. Well, that's right. I mean, look at all the biggest things. Like the the biggest companies don't own things. Uber, the biggest ride sharing company in the world doesn't own a single car no doesn't need to no it's, just, it's all service they just pay the what the 12.95 each month to keep the app on the app store yeah that, that's their, their only outgoing i'm pretty sure yeah and then just kick back kick hey, but back speaking on. of like you know electric cars and people getting behind and the future yeah let's talk about this kia ev6 gt, GT which is i guess if you're picturing a car, it's a little four-wheel drive-sized... Yeah, it's a little, little uh, SUV-looking type thing. Yeah, modern. But though. it looks cool. It looks cool. It's got the strip lighting around the back. It kind of curves around yeah. either side. It comes in a good, um, like a matte paint occasionally. Yeah. And it's, got, it's got big old wheels and it's all electric. Yeah. And there's a great commercial that Kia do. And there's a, there's a full version of it on YouTube if you do wish to... Uh, <laughs> Kia... Give us some something. Come on, <laughs> we're pointing people towards your ads. For God's sake. But it's got this party trick that you see in the ad. Yeah, it's basically what they do is they take the Kia EV6 GT and they line it up against all hypercars, like half million dollar cars a minimum, like mm. the Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes GT, and have a drag race. They, they have a drag race. And this Kia. Which you can buy for like seventy, eighty thousand dollars, which is not cheap. But compared to the hypercars, mm. it's racing. Against, it's a tenth it's, as much. It's a, f- a drop in the ocean. Yeah. And this Kia smokes all of these cars. It's so fast. The only car that beats it across the line is the McLaren. And that's after qu- a long. And that's after a long time. That's yeah. like over a quarter mile, and it's. Uh, like that McLaren, I think, is like seven hundred thousand dollars. Oh, at least, at yeah, least, at least. And yeah. you're racing against an an eighty thousand dollar car, and it only just beats, like, just beats it. No, and, and it's, it's all electric. It's a scary thing to think that pretty soon on the roads, people like these people that we were talking about earlier that are, you know, or like kids driving to a rally in the forest. Yeah. This Kia goes from zero to a hundred in like two something seconds. So if you if you if you imagine swinging out in the Subaru Sherpa and gently touching a pine tree, in two seconds you're slamming into a pine tree. Yeah, yeah. You're you're at death speed. Yeah, you're at death speed in two seconds. If it's, you're first uh, at the lights, you're at death speed by the time you've crossed the intersection. Yeah, exactly. You're going a hundred before you've crossed the intersection. That's how fast these cars are. It's. I mean, that's. It's a bit of a scary thing that the that you know for such a small amount of money people can get behind the wheel of such fast cars. It and it's not so much the top speed that is the dangerous bit. It's that thing of like it's the acceleration, isn't it? Yeah, this is a per- this is someone who's definitely just on their phone waiting for the lights to turn green. They don't notice them going green. Oh, they're green. Oh, whoops! And they'll accelerate to 
a hundred to catch up and then <laughs> and hit uh, the pedestrian walking across on the other side of the is, street. Is is is, yeah. is a mist. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a mist. Yeah, it's a it's a scary thing. It, However, I, I'd sort of I think it's like everyone's running around with swords all the time, and swords are dangerous. This is this is my metaphor here. The sword is the car. Everyone's running around with swords. All the time. And swords are dangerous and sharp and you sort of got to, know, got to know what you're doing, like with the cars. Yeah. And this Kia is just like, instead of a sword, what we're going to do is we're going to give you an AK-47. Actually, two of them. <laughs> one for each hand. Yes. Yeah, so Bullet do- tornado at all times. People are not ready for these cars. No. It reminds me of when I was a little kid and I would get like a, a Swiss army knife for my birthday or something like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. A Swiss army knife. Fun. Like within minutes, I've cut my finger. Oh, why are Swiss Army knives so sharp? They are so sharp and they never stop being that. This is why Switzerland has to be neutral because their weapons are not good. No, I disagree. They not have to be neutral because their weapons are so good. Here we come with our swords. No, no, stay away. They, they cut too much. It's not so fast. Stay it's out like of the battlefield. a really aggressive paper cut. And the, the Swiss Army knife also doesn't have like a locking mechanism. So when the knife is out... It will fold back in with a little bit of pressure yeah. from the wrong direction. And it will fold back in. and it, Onto the handle onto that the... you've got your little fleshy fingers around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, such a, it's such a dangerous thing. And that's, for that reason, you should go through all your training and become a fully qualified member of the Swiss Army before carrying one. And a similar sort of license should apply for these cars. Yes. Yeah. There's got, there's got <laughs> to be something. Only Swiss people should be driving these yeah. cars. <laughs> Swiss people would do it well. You just feel like oh, they would. Yeah. Oh, Swiss people are sensible. Good. There would they be licensing. And, yeah. yeah. And, but in Australia, oh, God. With the kind of things that you pull up and, you know, oh, you look tell less. Tell us about and, that guy you saw the other day. Oh, I, I, was, in, I was in the bus and, uh, uh, you know, when you're in Not the road, driving it. Not, not, not driving it. Not this time. Not this time. But maybe soon. And I was in one of the passenger seats. And looking down at a set of lights into other people's cars, which is I just love doing, see what they're sure. doing. And the the fellow who was directly sort of below me had a little bit of a tum, like that's okay. But he had, was pulled up so close to the steering wheel that his tummy was touching the steering wheel. And just, yeah, any sort of crash, that steering wheel would be pressing into him. If the airbags went off, it, like it would... It was like the airbags were facing towards like his larynx and stuff. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Speaking of AK-47 bullet tornado. <laughs> I was just perplexed. I, I said, took a photo and said it to Nick, just like, I can't believe this guy fit himself into a car. It was, he was wearing the car like a, like a too tight jumper. Yeah. But he's the kind of person who you could just get in, a, in this Kia GT thing push the, remove the seat right up against the steering, so your chest is on the steering wheel. Yeah, you imagine that guy. Like, if he pushed the accelerator, he would not have the reflexes to move his foot up. And not only that, he wouldn't be out, he couldn't physically move his leg because it no. was tight underneath the He couldn't wheel. steer at all. He'd be sort of steering partly with chin. Like he's, I'm sort of doing it now. It's like milking a cow, but with your face pressed against the udder. That's how he'd be steering. <laughs> I've seen you do that before. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll post a photo on Instagram, maybe. Yeah, keep an eye out. Just going for a drive. They're so dangerous. And what about going yeah. around a corner? Yeah, like if you floored I mean, it and then went, oh, I'm going to go quickly around a corner like people like to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
not a lot of people like doing it. To be fair, people are slow. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, that, maybe that's why people are so slow around corners because they like uh, stop, stop at the corner, and then you got to wind the wheel around your stomach. And I guess if a button gets caught and you start going around, maybe you like something. <laughs> that's why the corners are such problems. It's not just a sweeping thing with one motion. Yeah, there's nine different. <laughs> yeah, you got to break keep... and then turn and then break and then forward and then turn and then break and then forward and then turn and then stop. Just check. And then go. That's the ninety degree corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta feed the steering wheel through your hands like you're running like a, a rope for someone abseiling. Oh yeah. Cliff. <laughs> you got it, Bodie. This looks great. You're doing sick. Feed, feed, feed. You're feed. not gonna die. I know I'm going five kilometers an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Stop beeping me. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. But yeah. Electric cars. Electric cars. Car Can noises? I- yes, please. Let's discuss this because I yeah, I was telling you the other day, mm. Fiat Abarth has brought out, or Abarth, however they pronounce it. It's the hot version of those little Fiat 500s. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a hot version of a little, little two-seater car, much like the Sherpa, but much cooler. Imagine the Sherpa being made in Italy and wearing a short skirt and wearing big sort of glasses, the, the old Jackie O style. Tell it's me a, more. It's a cool little car. Anyway, they've got an electric version, mm. and what they've done, because electric cars, by law, need to make a noise. There needs to be a noise created so that they don't crash into pedestrians, yeah. right? So the noise that they've gone with is a classic 1960s Abarth, being, a petrol Abarth, being piped out from a waterproof, mudproof speaker under the rear wheels. So it sounds like you're driving a classic Abarth. God, that but sounds really, like so much fun. It does sound fun. Yeah. I, I, it sounds a bit gimmicky, but from what I've... I'm read of it. I haven't had the pleasure of taking one for a spin yet, but we will. Let's do that. And um, Fiat, give us a call. We're at just going for a drive. Just going for a drive. And <laughs> on Instagram. Yes, we know where you are, Fiat, on <laughs> Glen Ospen Road, and we'll see you there soon. We'll tag you. Um, but yeah, uh, from what I've read, that having that noise really helps with the driving because it gives you a sense of the acceleration. So you're not just watching out the front window and trying to guess how fast you're going. I know you've got the the dials there, but really, like when you're going around a windy road, you don't want to be looking down all the time. You want to you want to feel the acceleration out of each corner and then having that. And it's hard to tell how fast you're going. Just visually, like if stuff's moving by you, like am I going too fast? Or you get a sense of it after. I think I do. I think I can feel how fast yeah. 60 is. It's like we were saying earlier, like when when you had your trip to Melbourne and when you're driving 110 for like hours at a time, when you then slow down to 80 through those small towns, it feels like you're not even moving. It's like, this is yeah. so slow. Was if like, I was an electric car and without a speedo and it said slow down to 80 from 110 after that long and I didn't have anything else like an engine noise to feel what I was doing, yeah, it would be incredibly difficult without having some other kind of oral sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah or input. input. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. We've been doing input. this podcast for a while. But yeah, like, yeah, I was telling you the other day, I was watching the Spa Grand Prix. Yeah. And there's those sweeping bends near the start of the lap where the cars are going over 300 kilometers an hour through these corners yeah. because they're so, they're so straight, these corners. They're just little 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 jinks in the road, really. Perfect. But then the last, the very last corner of the lap to get back onto the main straight is a little more than 90 degrees. So the Formula One cars, which go around corners very quickly, very easily, mm. they had to slow down to like 80 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and it looked, even on the TV, it looked like they weren't moving. Something's like, wrong. This is a qualifying lap. Give us some gas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that nature of that, that weird corner. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that, and uh, yeah, so I think that's why it would help in an electric car having that um, sound, that engine, just another or speed linked sound yeah. or something. I I heard a Mercedes, the new Mercedes EQS. Oh yeah, that it's like SUV a sedan one. thing. Oh okay, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, it was an electric one. It was in a car park, so I got to hear it going by, and it had it had quite a nice futuristic sound, like a. Not an engine noise, but it definitely... Yeah. I, I felt like I was listening to electric motors spooling up and doing something. Yeah, and that would have been a soundtrack. They would have had to engineer that noise. I did, and I did. As soon as she went past, I realised that's that's what it was. It, was re- it wasn't like, oh, here comes the engine. It was, here comes a noise, and I'm looking, and I'm interacting, and it's fine. And Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Obviously, heaps of thought has gone into making. Oh, noise. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of thought going into those sort of things because you could you could imagine how dangerous these cars would be if they were silent. Like, so got, easy to step onto the footpath and like, whoa, there's a there's a car out of nowhere. I, I reckon I, I I didn't get hit, but I, I was I was scared by a car. Actually, at Horizons, this car meet that is now sadly um, sadly <laughs> shut down, not for this reason, but. Uh, I was sort of standing, it was in a car, it's held in a car park and there was a car I liked and I went to step back to take a photo of it and I just had that sudden sense of like, I stepped almost in the path of a Tesla that was driving by and it was a bit noisy and windy so I didn't hear hear it but it just had that sense of like, it was like a shark had gone really close by me, like it drifted by and I was mere inches away, if I'd stumbled I would have been hit by it but it was very large and it was immediately there, I didn't hear it coming. That's interesting because I can't picture in my mind's eye the noise of a Tesla. But they must make a noise. Surely. Yeah. I mean, I haven't... It probably just spouts propaganda. Yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love me, Papa. Love me, Papa. Love me, Papa. Love me, Papa. <laughs> the Jared, poor... The poor our friend the Jared has one and I've heard it go and it's just got a quiet little whir. Yeah. It, it must make a noise. Yeah. I've thought a good noise for it would be if you're into Star Wars, the pod racing sound effects. I watched that recently the other day, and just the engine noises yeah. of that pod racing scene. Have those, yeah, because you roaring. can have any noise, yeah. yeah, anything you want. Have it be like a slash guitar solo or something. <laughs> you could probably do that. That's probably going to be one of those upsells where you buy the car, but if you want this cool sound effect. Little more coin, please. Ooh, I want the slash sound effect. Oh, it's oh, I can't quite afford it, so I went for the Justin Bieber sound effect. It's he could play guitar. Imagine taking off the uh, the lights and all you hear is mm, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Ooh, that guy's late on his payments. <laughs> He's one step away from the Tesla going home. But the step above that is it plays uh, Hanson the entire time you're driving. Mm, bop, um, bop, um, bop, and it goes faster with the engine noise. <laughs> and if you if you don't pay enough. It keeps playing the noise even when you're parked. Christ. Imagine that, that. That's the best argument for just making walkable cities and getting on bikes that yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, should we move on to our car of the week, our feature car? Let's do it. Speaking of Subarus, it's the WRX. The classic, the OG rally car Isn't that you it? could buy. The, the uh. sort of the most... I know they had rallies before this with all the Group B racing and stuff, but yeah. that was the, it was the 90s, a boxy little sedan that could... Yeah, I really, I really have a soft spot for that car because that was a car that was that was out and around when I was sort of coming into yeah. being of 
of, of an age where I could get a license and yeah. could potentially get one of these things. Obviously not at that time because they were still pricey then. They were still um, new. And they still are. Yeah, they were brand new. And that they were always blue and they always had gold wheels and they always had that little snorkel on the front. And it was just, it was the closest thing you could buy to a rally car. Without actually buying without one. Buying, without actually spending the hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a real rally car. It's like the the Toyota Gazoo Yaris now. Yes, which which I love, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, the Subaru. It's little. It's kind of it's kind of ugly. It's boxy. Yeah. Um. It's sort of a little bit raked back, and it's got fins and wings and scoops and yeah. It's got those vortex generators on the top of the oh, rear yeah. on the top of the roof right before the rear windshield and. But they they are a beautiful with a purpose or something like no i'm not going to try and be pretty i'm going to be boxy and you know yeah gumpert style yeah just just kind of ugly and happy yeah ugly beautiful and it was actually a friend of the a friend of the podcast uh trent had hi, one. Trent. hi trent uh, thanks for lending us your recording equipment still he hasn't called yet so but you can have it back whenever you want keep not answering that phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah weird oh, it's cold i just haven't answered he had one and it was the first car that i'd ever he had a little hatchback version, but yeah. it was the first car I'd ever driven where I understood the meaning of the phrase on rails. Yeah, planted. Just kind of, I sped up to, it was quite a long sweeping corner. It was the ticket of all roundabouts of coming yeah. up and then turning left. And he just went, no, nah, just don't lift, just go through. Go through it exactly 60, officer. And it, but it was really turning and it was yeah. fine. I didn't feel any drift drive. or squiggle or anything. It was, yeah. a, it was a, a little bit of a moment for me, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Thanks for sharing. It's a good moment. Yeah. No, I might I might lead the promo with that one. Yeah. But they, they're not as they're not as good these days. They, Subaru, they have filled out, I guess might be the word. They went through a, a remodel sometime in the two thousands. Mm. And instead of being that kind of that boxy Small as well. Yeah. Boxy and small. And yeah, it felt like you could get a two door one or a four door one and you'd be squeezing in it but yeah. it was fast and light. And then they remodeled it and I think the understanding was that the people who bought them in the 90s when they were teenagers who had now gotten married and probably had themselves gotten a little bit... Bulked out a bit. A little bit bulked out a bit sure. in various areas. And that's what the Subaru WRX ended up looking like. And it's taken them, I reckon, 20 years to actually start releasing WRXs that look exciting again. Yeah. They're still st- stuck with it. Yeah. Still not as good, in my opinion, as that original blue gold wheels, small and just... That, yeah, the the four spoke Momo steering wheel. Yeah, um, yeah, they were cool. They were cool things. There's yeah. a couple that that speaking of high school cars, there's a couple that go to the local high school, and these are kind of kids who obviously they've got a bit of bit of money because it's not they're not expensive cars, but they're not cheap to keep in that kind of nick, and they would no. just work on them, and they've got nice wheels, and they're really well looked after. Yeah, and it's it's a real pleasure to kind of still see them as I saw them growing up like they're kind of teenagery cars anyway and these teenagers have somehow gotten a hold of these things they just they still look great they've gone for the boxy version not the later fat version yeah yeah the full fat version yeah there was a teacher at my high school that had a wrx amazing and yeah i guess he was you know he was the cool teacher for that reason was he the cool teacher for any other reason, or did that sort of with that crown? That was enough. Of, that's enough. Isn't <laughs> you it? got WRX. That's Ki- cool. Kids are simple. Yeah, just yeah. like just like you're the cool teacher now. Yeah, but when Skylight. I'm not podcasting, I I teach, and one of my placements was in a 
sort of a country sort of school and I would rock up in, yep, in the black Nissan Skyline with the big loud exhaust and and, <laughs> and like the gold wheels and park in there. And it was kind of a country school. So it was either like, it was a nice school though. So it was sort of Subaru, it was Subarus again? Subaru Forester. Subaru Forester or a VW of some kind or... Land Cruiser? Yeah, Land Cruiser, definitely. Yep. Yeah. And then the my black Nissan Skyline would rock up just kind of echoing around and yes. loved it. And it was a great way of starting conversations. And, you know, are you, are you, have you got the, have you, were you the, are you the, this in Skyline? Yes. <laughs> can I look at it? Can I drive it? No, but you can look at it. You can look at it all you want. Don't yeah. look at it too much. You'll wear it out. It was like, it was like driving a, it's like riding a horse to school. Just an interesting, yeah. look at me. Oh. And that, that's what the WRX yeah, yeah, is. Actually, yeah. I, speak, uh, speaking of getting a car, I almost bought one. WRX. Yeah, I almost really. I was in the market for a Subaru when I had. I eventually ended up buying a Liberty. The yes, sedan I remember version. the Liberty. Mm, yeah, leather seats. Ooh, love it. But it, also in car sales that kept popping up in Subarus between like what seven and ten thousand yeah. dollars was about a thousand dollars too far out. Was a yeah a blue WRC Rally. It had a decal on the side. It was blue. Yeah, that five five five. That massive. Half moon shape, fluoro yellow. Oh, the rally. That yeah, sparkle decals. and those yeah. the stars. And, and it had the 555 along the side. What's the 555? I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh. I assume it's advertising something. It's funny, those advertisers, because you often see them advertising something and you're like, what, what is that? What are you? This advertising is not working because I remember the advert, but I don't remember the product. Have you seen those buses with Pigeon Project? Yes, I have. On them? Yeah. I refuse to look that up. Me too. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know what it means. But then that was ruined for me by Mel, who did look it up. Ah. And she sort of done the wiser. She was like, it seems to be a, an advertising survey. Huh. And like, if you fill it out, you can get coupons and stuff. It's like um, Aston Martin is sponsored by a company called... I, did, I don't know. I refused to listen to her when she explained it. That's yeah. how angry I am. <laughs> Give me a bunch of crap about me not paying attention or something. <laughs> yeah. Aston Martin Formula One team is sponsored by a company called, I think, Amrico or Amrico. Okay. Amrico. And anyway, I was like, what, what is this thing that is, it's not just sponsoring Aston Martin, it's sponsoring all these signs alongside a lot of Grand Prix and over the track. I was like, I, I am Googling it. I Googled, Googled okay. what it was. Armco. Maybe Armco. Isn't that the stuff? Is, don't they make the barriers? No. No, it's not. No, it's, no, it's not Armco. No. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they are a massive oil company that sells to governments so like who are they is they are advertising to governments like people can't go oh yeah cool i'm gonna buy my petrol from there no they sell crude oil to like multinational (laughs) companies and governments so their advertising surely is pointless it's just pr like so some head of state skips into work one morning and says to the parliament hey guys how's it going before we do the legislation did you watch the F1 last night? Have you seen this Amrico lot? I think we should get our oil from them. F1? That's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> hey, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on to the indictment proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> ah, WRX. Or the Rex, as it was the often Rex. known. Yeah. Yeah, it had the, the, everyone knew it had like the, the Boxster engine, so the pistons moved sideways instead of up and down. And for some reason, that uh, seemed cool. The Boxer engine. Boxer engine. The Boxster Correct. is yeah. the Porsche. You're right. Yeah. I got myself confused. You know what else has a Boxer engine? 
A Ferrari Testarossa. A Cessna aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> and they sound the same too. That whoa. Wouldn't an aircraft have the like a radial engine? S- some do. Not this one. Not this one. <laughs> Not Cessna. <laughs> no, they need to be they need to be affordable and they need to be reliable. Well, Definitely. Reliability is the number one concern. And the Subaru WRX also had that reputation like this is not only is this a fun car, but it's also a bulletproof car. Like, yeah. yeah it'll, well, it'll last you a long time. Yeah. And it lasts you a long time until, like my Subaru Liberty, it doesn't. Mm. And then, That's always the that's yeah. always the little asterisks and the small writing at the bottom of those. those you will ad- eventually need a new engine. Not yeah. just a fixed engine. No. You need a new one. Yeah, I have heard that, actually. That's, that if yeah. they, they make it past sort of... 120,000 Ks, then they'll last 500. But if they don't, then you need a new one. My experience was, yeah, or my mechanic, who's a, who's a genius down there at Pavli Motors in Theberton, represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he told me at the time, like, keep driving it until it dies because any attempt to fix it will be worth more than a replacement car. That's the, yeah, that's okay. that terrible kind of equation that comes with all cars and car repairs. Yeah, yeah, they eventually reach that tipping point where it's like, okay, do I keep trying to fix this thing? Yeah, or do I get a new car where I don't have to try and fix this all the time? I'm, I'm, in, I've interested, entered an interesting phase of my car ownership life mm. where that equation, yeah, has the extra little metric of enjoyment and value, and that is now always going to be well. I say it now, but like it's always higher than whatever repair costs are on the yeah. car. It's an intangible thing that you're paying for. Yeah, I'm now paying of... for memories and life and joy and and having now a car that is becoming a classic. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth lots of money, but it's worth much more than. I mean, I, not yet. Not yet, but it's, it's worth much more than when I bought it. It's rare, but every single time I or pretty much anyone sees it, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes you smile, doesn't it? Every it's, single time. Yeah, yeah. And in That's... fact, I think it's time to smile and yeah. press stop on the recording. Well, I think it's time. It's I, been great I've to get a, back. I've had a great drive. Yeah, it's, it's been oh. good to get back in the seat. Two great drives. It's been uh, too long, yeah. Yeah. If you've listened to the bonus episode, thank you. If you haven't listened to our bonus episode and plunged straight into this one, Go back and have a cheeky look at... Check it out. Episode, episode 8.5. 8. 8. I don't know if Spotify will let me designate it at 8.5, but I'll see how I go. <laughs> well, the amount we're not paying, they should. <laughs> they should be paying <laughs> paying us for no real reason. Great. Well, I've had a great drive. I've had a great drive too, and let's not leave it so long next well, time. Well, you know what? That's, we'll see you very shortly for episode 10. Yeah. The big one o, the anniversary special. I can't believe we've gotten to double digits. Oh, I can't believe no. there's been 10 hours worth of, well, more than 10 hours worth of stuff to say about these cars. Oh, there'll be hundreds of hours to come yet. Yeah. So, and look, um, if, you've, if you've listened to any of these episodes and you've made it this far, write into us at justgoingforadrive at gmail.com or send us a message at justgoingforadrive on Instagram. That's how you, that's how you get in touch. And we do see them. We do like them. Hi, Steph. Hi, yep. Dan and Steph, our low listeners. Hi, Ramsey, who's been listening to us while he goes to sleep at night, oh, just like Bill Cosby's, except... Uh, yeah. Hello to hello to Graham. I know you're listening. Oh, and, uh, yes, hi, Graham. Hi, Graham being there for episode one. Represent. Yeah, and that's it. All these episodes will come in handy for my mum and dad's next drive because they listen to us on the way over to Perth. Hi, Tim and Mrs. Chris. 
Mrs. Chris. Mrs. <laughs> um, Chris. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make sure we keep pumping out episodes for your next drive now that you're oh. retired and enjoying your uh, <laughs> driving around Australia. Oh, lovely. Yeah, living the dream. Living the dream. All Stay right. in the left-hand lane. Let's go, let's go for a drive. Let's go for a drive. All right, see you guys.